0: Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian. And we're on location. Right now, Senator Eddie Lucio has announced his retirement. And uh, Steve Taylor here with me to join me on this podcast. Steve, everybody's giving me a reaction, and that's what we're going to have on this podcast, Steve. A lot of emotional reactions.
1: Yes, it was a very emotional day, um, Mario. How could it be anything else after the senator announces his retirement after all these years, decades in office? I haven't done the math, but I think he first went into the Texas House in 1986. He became the state senator in 1991. Prior to, uh, he, he told his story today, told lots of incredible stories today, reminiscing, some great anecdotes. Um, but um, his first elective office was uh, county treasurer in Cameron County. And, um, you know, he joked about it. His father giving him some advice and saying, well, the first thing you do is you go and announce in San Benito because it's so political there. But there were so many stories and uh, the people in the audience, the movers and shakers, uh, uh, family, friends, community leaders from throughout his district were here to, to witness this historic, historic event. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's the end of an era. Uh, The senator's not going to go away anywhere. He talked about uh, continuing with his ministry work. He told a very moving story. He got very emotional when he talked about a family with an autistic child, Um, met them at the state capital, outside the capital, and that family's from Casey, Texas, and he's still helping that family. A lot of interesting uh, stories afterwards with with the people that were here. The one I liked, um, a former uh, staff member uh, the senators, was telling me how how times have changed. And uh, you'll recall in the, in his remarks how the senator said that when he first went to, to Austin, 1984, there wasn't even an interstate in the Rio Grande Valley. But this staff member was telling me, think about it, Steve. Today, uh, social media dominates. You reach people uh, via... Via the stories and the videos you put out on social media, but when Eddie was starting, Senator Lucio was starting out. There was social media wasn't here, the internet wasn't here, and how did you how did you um, operate? How did you win support? You went door to door. You made those personal connections. You shook hands, and that 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 was Senator Lucio. That's why, uh, you know, throughout his office, never did, never was defeated. Uh, you know, he, he retires, having won every election he ever st- ran in, uh, beat some very big political heavyweights over the years uh, in the Valley uh, at different times. So, um, yeah, uh, quite a day, quite a day, Mario. Steve, uh, that
0: speech was great, and it's coming up on this podcast. Please listen to the after event. So, Mario Munoz... Real Grandy Guardian International News Service, and you're going to enjoy this podcast.
2: Good morning. So uh, let me first start by saying uh, thank you all for being here. I, um, you know, will let my father make the announcement he wants to make, but. Just want to share a few sentiments with you. Uh, we have a lot of family in the room. And Lucio family, if you could raise your hand. Please, let me start with family. Thank you, Lucio family. Um, you know, th- there is not a memory of my life, of my childhood, that is not tied in some way to political, my dad's political office and very young whether it's campaign events whether he took me by the hand and we were out in the community and I had to look people in the eye and shake their hand and thank them for their support it was always a part of our lives but it always started in the living rooms and at the kitchen table of my aunts and uncles Uh, and there's some of them that aren't here my dad's cousins my Tia Tencha and all her brothers and sisters Who were incredibly incredibly supportive of my father's efforts for many years and then my own Uh, we we are very grateful and there's many 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 friends in the room who were loyal and went above and beyond and took you know our breath away with their never-ending support of my father and the lucio family and we want to thank all of you many that have come from Austin. I see Joe Garcia, Mario Martinez, Buddy Garcia, those who worked in my dad's office, who watch after him when family was far away back in Brownsville and he was working those late nights in the Capitol. All his staff that is here today, I'm sure he'll recognize them. Uh, We're very, very blessed to have had many wonderful people in in our lives. There are some dignitaries I want to recognize. Mayor Mendez from Brownsville. Mayor, thank you for being here. Mayor is a long time, childhood friend. Thank you, Mayor. Appreciate the work you're doing. Mayor Boswell from Harlingen. (laughs) Mayor Boswell uh, was kind enough to name my dad and I uh, Batman and Robin, and my dad and I would fight who was Batman. Uh, I told him I'd let his grandkids decide. So uh, Mayor Gonzalez from Raymondville. Mayor, thank you for being here. Mayor Salinas from Lyford Mayor, thank you. There you are. Thank you, sir. My friend, Mayor Guerra. How are you doing, Mayor? From San Benito. Appreciate your attention. Willise County Judge Guerra. Thank you, judge. Thank you. Thank you. Cameron County Judge. Tocayo Eddie Trevino. Thank you for being here, judge. County Administrator. County Administrator Pete Sepulveda, former county judge. Thank you, Pete, for being here. <laughs> Missina Hinojosa, William, excuse me, Willacy County DA, Missina Hinojosa, hi, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> former County Commissioner Tony Gutierrez. Karen, Karen. There you go, Commissioner. <laughs> former Hidalgo County Judge J.D. Salinas. You've done a lot of good things, but I have a short paper. It would take more than this paper to list them all. Uh, TSTC Regent, Ms. Putnat, thank you for being here. Long time recently, retired city manager, Yogi Guerra. Thank you. Um, Yogi, Yogi, Garcia. Yogi Garcia, thank you. I I can't see the writing, Garcia, excuse me. And uh, we have two candidates, my high school classmate, Noemi Garcia, running for the juvenile court, district court. (laughs) And if I'm not too bold, Luis de state representative, candidate for district 37. So I, I recently announced my retirement. This is the first time I've had a chance to say anything in public about it. And I think that the greatest fear for someone who's been in elected office for a long time, uh, maybe 16 years isn't long, it's been long for me, is that when you retire, no one's gonna care. And you're just gonna be forgotten really quickly. But what I will say, not only by this demonstration, But the calls and texts and sentiments that I receive now daily, uh, people do care. And you do have friends. And it is time well spent. And so for for all those who have reached out, Steve, that article really made my day. Thank you. It was a tough day. I was grinding it out with kids and business and life. And I read that article and I was like, wow, you know, maybe there are people out there that that do recognize the tremendous work that goes into public service. And I'll just say a few things about my father. This is his day. You know, political office, public office is hard. A lot of you know that, you serve in office. Um, It's usually harder, there are usually harder times than times to celebrate. Um, But I never, despite all that, I never really saw my father complain. I never saw him get complacent. I never saw him not wanting to constantly be his very best to the people he served. That is the God honest truth. My father does not rest. I never saw him on the couch just having a Netflix day or VHS day, I guess, or DVD day. I told my father, I said, Dad, there's no more DVD players. He's like, i like to collect them. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, but I never saw my father rest, ever. It was always, what else could I do? If there was a moment of silence. He tried to fill it with something beneficial to others, whether it was attending an event, whether it was going to families during their roughest times where they've lost a loved one, Uh, turkeys at Thanksgiving, scholarships, what have you. He just never rested. He always wanted to work and he never complained. Never complained about the drives back and forth to Austin. Never complained about some of the hits you take as an elected official. He was disappointed in people sometimes, people he thought didn't do the right thing, but he always cherished serving as an elected official, as a state senator. And that's an incredible example to set for your family, for your son. You know, I, I, I hope to live up to that, and I hope my kids one day will look back and say, Daddy just worked, that's what he did, and he cared about his family like my father did. So thank you all for being part of today. And without further ado, my dad, Eddie
3: Thank you, Eddie. And I I raised my voice because I was thinking and reminiscing right now. I was 20 years old, my sister had taken me down to the Browns Independent School District by the hand to get me a job so we could all pitch in to help my dad with his 10 kids, or nine kids. And B and I uh, were still at home, (laughs) 10 kids. Um, And I walked into the uh, gymnasium uh, at Central Junior High School. Uh, where I had gotten a job by the late Simone Rivera. Um, Mrs. Virginia Cowan was one of the teachers there and she she was now my colleague as a teacher. She had been my teacher, Bertha, my sister's teacher, English teacher, when we attended Central Junior High School. That was Paul Cowan's uh, mother. Uh, But as I walked into the gym, there was 103, I counted them. Um, boys on the left side of the gym, I was be teaching physical education and health care to those 103 7th, 8th, and ninth graders, uh, and my brother Jesse was one of those 14-year-olds um, who's here today. He's, uh, I don't, he's a super senior now, but the point I want to make is that I was scared and that was the first time I prayed as a teacher. I asked God to, to help me. And I um, I went up and down. When I found out that they were all mine, I was waiting for the other teachers. They never showed up. So when I got the attendance report, Lucio, 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 they were all mine. Uh, so I went up and down and I chose 10 of the worst looking guys you would ever see. I mean, low riders or low pads were were not installed, just recently. They were there years ago and there were, these guys were called pachuquitos. Some of you might remember that word. I put them in the office and they sat on some chairs and they were sitting in the edge of the chair. I thought they were ready to jump me, you know, and and beat me up. I, I was a 27 and a half waist back then. Uh, I still have the belt to prove that it, it comes up to here. <laughs> but I, uh, I said, you know, guys, um, this is my first year of teaching. Um, I need to make some smart decisions. And I went out there and I looked all of you over, and I thought that you, you ten, could be my squat leaders. You could be my leaders in this class, and we could have a a great, you know. A, sports activities, whatever we played, you know, soccer and basketball and everything else. And they were stunned. They kind of sat back on their chair. And that came after the prayer I made because God, he just came out and, and God helped me make the right decision. Well, long story short, at the end of the six weeks, these guys got a name. And I got a call from the office, Mr. Rivera called me, and says, um, you got some parents here that want to meet you about 10 or 11 of them, I don't know. And looked like a dozen. Uh, so I ran over there and says, anything wrong? He says, I want to know why my son got a nay in your class. And I said, well, he dressed out. He, he was one of my squad leaders. He, he, great, great, he, he behaved, he, he, he took part in everything. He, he followed the rules, he, he did everything right. Well, my son has never gotten a nay with anyone and he's never been the leader. That was an example to me of what can, the good that can come out of anyone if you give them an opportunity. But God made that possible, not me. My, through me, he used me like he uses many of us to do miraculous things. And those kids now are super grandpas. i run into them at Walmart and, and they're still in town. I have to start off with that because... Um, so many wonderful things have happened over the years. Uh, so I thank God first for all the blessings I think all of us do on a daily basis. Um, living in this country where we can come together in an assembly like we are here today. Freedom of speech, freedom of the press. Um, all the incredible blessings we have in this country. And, and uh, uh, I, I just um, can't think but how, 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 Lucky we are. I want to thank my family who's here, uh, my mother and father in heaven, uh, my friends and neighbors, uh, and, uh, and so many elected officials that I have worked with, um, formed partnerships with, um, my constituents, many who are here that I love dearly. Um, some that, that are not here, uh, I got a text this morning from Dallas, Texas. Uh, not my constituent, but the gentleman said this Eddie, we are with you, my senator, wherever you go. Former Secretary of State David Dean, uh, Tex 21, uh, he served as secretary for Robert Clemens back in 1987 when I became a state representative for the first time. Back in those days, um, you could go into the Capitol, there was no security. I would open, I would go through the secretary, Miss Harris, I believe her name was, and I would poke in to, to Governor Clemens. how you doing? He said, come on in here, Lucio. We were friends. And uh, I got a picture of him with a big Mexican sombrero. So many wonderful uh, things that have happened and transpired showing that I had always reached out across Across the aisle, to, to do my best to form these partnerships that would bring back good things, successful endeavors here to the valley. And I urge those in public service today to be bipartisan, to work together as brothers and sisters in Christ and, and, and God, and so that we can have a better world and create a better opportunity for those that follow. Um, today's uh, press opportunity, I call it, was to make everybody think that, <laughs> about what I was going to do in this announcement. You can't keep a secret in politics. <laughs> I, I wanted people to think, well, he's got three choices. Number one, he's going to announce for re-election and say, I'm coming after those guys that are out there, this gal and this guy that, that wants to run again. Uh, one of them is a is, uh, uh, a president, a representative that want to run against me, and I need your help again. That was option one. Option two was I'm running for higher office. A little old for that, maybe. Number three, I'm retiring uh, for good reason, family, and to do some of the things that I've been wanting to do, um, uh, like a, my own personal ministry to to help the less fortunate in our community. We'll talk about that later. But um, I I, uh, just um, want you to know that that I'm I'm pleased to announce my retirement um, because uh, a lot of wonderful things are yet to come in my life, knowing that I will have the time to spend with this incredible young man that I'll talk about in a minute uh, over the things that we've done and accomplished. I, I, I want to continue to to fight what's right um, in our community for our families, uh, my grandchildren, we're giving them the opportunities to to um, um, stay home and get an education here, like my my eldest um, grand, grandchild Carlitos, who is in his first year of medical school right here in the valley where Paul Cowan, my my second chief of staff, and I'll I'll talk about them in a minute, and I made a seven-year study on the medical school. All of that just didn't happen. There were a lot of wonderful people along the way that I worked with, the leadership in Texas and others, members of the legislature that helped me accomplish, and and Paul accomplished that goal. My staff, the backbone of my office, always my chief of staff, all the people, that, men and women that worked for me, young men and women, all highly educated. Um, but I want to thank my wife. 52 years, uh, mayor, in, in February it'll be 53. <laughs> um, back in those days, you went steady before you got married. And uh, for those of us that remember what the word steady meant, it meant you, you stayed with a girlfriend for five years, uh, or three years, in my case it was five years, So Minnie and I have been together for actually 57 years and 58 coming and um, I wouldn't have had it any other way. God's plan for me was perfect. The result was an incredible daughter that uh, was born a month and three three months later um, who was a star cheerleader um, in high school and also the TCU, where she was a cheerleader for the Horned Frogs, uh, made me so proud. And when TCU plays Texas, there's a fight in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for TCU. <laughs> I side with women. They just don't know how much I love them. Uh, but seriously, she's uh, one of the best school counselors, public school counselors in the, in the state. I pit her against anybody. Uh, her heart is of gold she got her credentials to be a principal, highly educated. that was my dream. It was my dad 's dream for us to go to college to and and we did we We got educated highly because of my parents. All of us um, completed our our, our education at, at different levels, but we didn 't not drop out of school so my you know, my son, <laughs> wow, um, he was walking up and down the aisles of the, of the House of Representatives at the age of eight and nine. I got those pictures with that beautiful crew cut he had and the, a and the little sport coat and tie. And he would be shaking everybody's hand every day he was with me. I would take him up and down. Uh, 149 members, it's not. it's not easy, uh, especially when every two years there's new members that come into the legislature to keep up. But Eddie was there, and and I used to call him governor. Hey, little governor. And I was proud of that. Never did I dream that he would, uh, right after law school, um, come to me and, and say, I, I want to run for state representative. This is an open seat. He was respectful of those in public office. And, and I said, well, have you gotten your bar degree? He says, uh, no. Not yet. I mean, your bar results. He says, no, not yet. I said, well, why don't you wait till you get your bar results? And he said, no, I want to do it now, Dad. I said, well, God bless you, my son. I hope you pass your bar, because if you, did, if you don't, you're not going to get elected. He did, and he beat three, three challengers. Um, I told him that the first time around, it's family your brothers and sisters, your, 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 your sister, your mother, your dad, your uncles, your cousins, they're all gonna get together and they're gonna help you win that race, and we did. But the second time around, it's, it's performance. And he didn't disappoint anyone. And the greatest moment I have on the floor of the Texas Senate is when his colleagues come across seeking my help for their legislation and tell me it's a joy to work with your son. He's so, such a statesman and are very complimentary and I know it's more than, I really know it's more than just wanting me to help them because when I'm in the lounge having taken a break and he's on the floor of the house debating and winning his debate, I'm taking photos <laughs> with my camera. There's dad taking photos, not Senator Lucio, but dad. So proud of, of his accomplishments and what he stands for love of God, love of family, love of community to the hilt. And he's taught me, an older, much older man, uh, what it is about commitment and unconditional love. That's my son, Eddie Lucio III. <clears throat> I won't talk about my grandchildren because we'll be here till tomorrow night. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you. What did you wind up in seniority in 150? 24. 19, 18? 24. 24. There's 150 members. Uh, I know most of you know that. You, you ended up 24th in seniority. Had he been there for just a few more years, he would have been in the top 10 for sure. And and that's quite an accomplishment in the House of Representatives. I wanna tell you briefly, and then um, I'll take some questions from the press, that in 1970 it all began after I was teaching four years. I went home and I was reading the headlines, county offices up for grabs, judge. County offices up for grabs. And I went down each one of them, and the very last one said Cameron County Treasurer. And I said, you know, I was talking to my wife who was cooking in the kitchen, says, "Hun, i I'm, I'm darn good in math. I bet you I could, I could balance those books. It wasn't too much anyway, $25 million. But he said, well, why don't you run? You know so many people, you're a golfer, people know you, this and that. I didn't talk about it. his golf accomplishments, pretty darn good. Um, so I said, the next, year, the next day I announced and I went down to the courthouse where my dad had worked for 20 something years on his way of working. He actually worked 30 years at the end under four different shirts. He was a chief officer deputy and a true public servant. He taught me the art of public service. He did. Uh, I, I found out that they voted for him instead of me, the old timers from. Out in the ranch would come into town and says, I voted for you, boy, but I was th- I think I was I, w- I thought I was voting for your dad. I says, You were because everything I know and do is just like him. I'm his twin brother. <laughs> I was very proud of my dad. We all were. And my mom, an eighth-grade dropout with a PhD in common sense and uh, and love of family, who kept us together, fed us and ironed and washed and cleaned the house and stayed up all night when we were ill, that was a mama. Um, if you ask Clint Smith, a friend of mine from, from, from Austin, the the, month, the night I was going to decide, uh, I decided to run for state senator, I had tamales there and that's the way I got his endorsement, <laughs> my mother's tamales. We joke about that. All of those things um, come to mind. but. So I run for county treasurer, and uh, we go to the first debate. You need to know this because it's important, and, and especially those running for public office now uh, who are going to be debating each other. Always pray, always pray before your first debate, and the results might be good, like mine. Uh, so we pointed to our, the incumbent. She was 93 years old, going on 94, been in office for three and a half decades and mrs I never we never knew her first name her name was mrs. W R Jones wonderful lady former teacher uh, a rock uh, in the in the community uh, you first ma'am so she gets up there and she said something that blew me away I will never forget I like what she said she says if you reelect me I will work with our state legislators and I, we will do away with the county treasurer's office so we can save the taxpayers' money. That's the point I prayed. I went, what do I, what do, I, what do, I do? What do I say? And it all just came out, it all came out. I said, well, Miss Jones, that sounds real good. It was my turn to speak, I said, but why did it take you 32 years to let us know that office was no longer needed? That won the election. It was on radio. No television, nope. It was on radio. It was covered with KBOR, uh, with the magic voice of Roy Cepeda back in those days. Some of us know who that is. Those things happened, and I needed to tell you that story because it it, it changed my life forever. Um, I've been, uh, in office now, I was told yesterday that today marks the 35th year exactly when I was elected to the State House of Representatives. today. date, um, it's it's a wonderful feeling. Um, a lot has a lot has changed um, when I went to Austin. There was no interstate highway in the valley. There was a lot of things you see today were non-existent, but. I'm proud to have played a part in, in those changes, of helping to bring needed educational and healthcare resources to our community, along with Eddie, always working together that have gone underserved and underrepresented represented for so long. As the, our statewide university systems began moving into the valley, I spearheaded the creation of UT Browns in on 1991 uh, in my first session in the Senate. Uh, this was a big step forward for the Valley, but paled in comparison to the consolidation of UTB and UT Pan American and UT RGB uh, Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the result of a bill I joined authored in 2013. Of course, this development would also be critical in the development of the Valley's health care capacity. Another issue that I championed, helped champion from my early days in, in the legislature. This journey began in 1997, the establishment of the Regional Academic Health Center in South Texas, the first medical school, and Dr. Nolan Pettis was the first graduate. Let's give him a big hand, our border of members. member. It blossomed into the UT Health Science Center after the passage of Senate Bill 98 in 2009. And finally, in in recent years, the creation of UTRGV medicine where the next generation of Valley healthcare leaders is already being nurtured. Eddie and I passed a bill that nobody really remembers, but we passed a bill, he authored it in the house, uh, to make sure that that would happen. And I think it was Senate Bill 90. Well, that, that was the bill. Not not 98, but anyway, I forget the number. But it was so important. Paul brought it to my attention. This guarantees that we will have a medical school in the future. I I have also prioritized, excuse me, meeting the unique needs of our region as a border area, including through the creation of the task force on border health officials, leveraging cooperation with local experts on both sides of the Rio Grande, as well as supporting appropriations for local health providers, including 16.7 million lately as of late, an investment that will go into a state of the arts laboratory, uh, that capacity for DHR health during uh, this most recent special session. All of this is a part of my pro-lifetime philosophy in the legislature. I have never made a, a secret of my pro-life convictions, as that term refers to protecting the lives of the unborn. However, I, I see this set of beliefs as more all-encompassing, a duty to protect and cherish all life from conception to natural death. Every one of you here today an example of a wonderful life. Example, another example, providing insurance coverage to ensure kids with autism. Bella and many others worked on that issue to receive the medical treatment they need, early intervention, um, as I did through amendments and bills in 2007, 2009. To me, that's pro-lifetime. Unless uh, feeding the poor, poorest kids in our schools, free breakfast, I'm gonna tell you I couldn't have done that without the, pre- the President of the Senate. That would not be in law today if it hadn't been for Dan Patrick when he was uh, President of the Senate Committee on Education. I asked him, as I had asked former chairs, to give me a hearing to address hunger in our public schools, the children that that needed to eat because that's when they ate. So we set up, we expanded a lunch program into a breakfast program. And then there was another bill that ensured that children that during the summertime that came to our public schools for activities that the schools would need to to open their cafeterias and serve those children. So Dan Patrick championed a lot of the things that I wanted to see happen. And I, for that, will always be grateful. Um, I have much more. I'll be writing a book, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Uh, and some will be funny, and some you will cry with what has happened. I started off, <clears throat> you know, telling you today what happened at the very beginning, and I'll tell you what happened the last day of the last special session, which will always live in my heart. I left the Capitol, and I looked back, I saw it, it a beautiful Capitol. Never got tired of walking into that Capitol or driving up to it. Just to as I got into my car, and I saw this family struggling to take a picture. So I got out of my car, and I went over there, and I said, can, can I help you? And, and I looked at him, Mayor, and I saw this broken faces on the on the. Faces of the mother and father. Little did I know that their eldest son was autistic. I, I found out as we, we kept on talking, and they says, who are you? I says, well, I work here. Uh, well, thank you, uh, says. Um, I'm Senator Lucio and I represent South Texas. Uh, welcome to the Capitol, your Capitol. You should have seen the face on that man. I'll never forget. He says, "Oh no, you are Senator Lucia. We talked about you last night." I says, "Really?" He says, "Yes." They told me to see you, come see you, because you could help us. You passed a bill that sets up, you know, sports for for children with special needs in UIL. He said, "Yes, I did with the help of of Sergio Salativero my 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 assistant." And I hired him just to help children with special needs in Senate District 27, but but the whole state, because that's what he's done. I said, well, where are you from? Katy, Texas. I don't know how they got there, folks, but if you've ever seen a family, a lot of families that that have an autistic child, that illness breaks a family in half because they sell everything They do whatever it takes to help their child. We became friends of the Salinas family. Sergio called them and I told him I would personally go to Katy to talk to the school board there because they didn't want to help them. And we're going to do that. It just happened. That was the greatest reward for me, was to help that child. To help that child achieve his dreams or her dreams of being part of society. So, it's been a wonderful, wonderful ride but I couldn't have done it without each one of you in this room. My family, my friends, those that believed in me, my incredible, super ritualistic, if that's the way you pronounce it, son. He is something special. I wish I could hand him the baton, but he's got important things to do. He's gonna give me a job, in one of his pizza kitchens. <laughs> pizza. I am gone, oh, I've seen him. I am gonna be, well, I'm gonna go back to my roots. After all, Bertha told me, uh, my, our families come from Patanza, Italy, Lucio, Lucio. So, I, um, I want to thank you all for, for taking this time
0: to be with us. This is just one of the podcasts about the Lucio retirement. In the River Andy Guardian, we featured the full audio of the retirement announcement, the after-speech highlights from the question and answer session, and reactions from members and officials present for the retirement event. The River Andy Guardian, members of the public and representatives of the news media, attended the event in downtown Harlingen on November the 5th. I'm Mario Muñoz reporting for the Real Grande Guardian International News Service.